2: you are locked on locked on locked on hornets
0: your daily charlotte hornets podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Let's go.
1: welcome in charlotte hornets fans to locked on hornets charlotte hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed every day whenever you need it Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Frame Warehouse. Visit framewarehouse.net. They've been serving Charlotte for over 35 years. Get your next framing project done at Frame Warehouse. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. David, it feels so good to get a
2: win. A win is a win is a win is mm-hmm. a win is a win, mm-hmm. is a win. Doug.
1: A win is a win. A win is a win, but <laughs> we're still a little mixed In terms of our feelings (laughs) about this game, we'll get to that in a second. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Head over to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, golf, fantasy sports. It's the fastest-growing podcast network in the world. Let's start in Charlotte, where the Hornets came back home, finally got back into the win column. They beat the Brooklyn Nets 111-107, snapping a seven-game losing streak. The Hornets haven't tasted victory since... They beat Brooklyn back on January twenty first. Can we just play Brooklyn the rest of the way? Why can't that happen? That I seems don't know. like it seems That's, like a thing we can arrange,
2: David. Be careful what you wish for.
1: <laughs> That's true. Visually not exceptional basketball in that first yeah. half. Uh the Hornets got a win, David, but why why doesn't it feel good? It doesn't feel as as good as I thought it would feel.
2: <laughs> You've forgotten what it felt like, huh? Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the well, I mean, all the things they did against the Nets were probably things that they would not get away with against better teams. And so, like, we were looking for a little bounce back overall. And they got out to a lead, but they let them come back. I mean, they gave up 70 points in that second half. Uh, so really didn't close out again. Um, you know, the Met, Nets made a run at it and made that last minute excruciating because they just kept hitting shots. I mean, some of that was they just hit some sh- tough shots or well, they had some late shots and made it more interesting than it should have been. But still, I mean, the Hornets got a win, yes. Uh, when Nick Batum all but guaranteed one, he all, he, he almost went, I guarantee, uh, on this game, Doug. I, you, I don't know if you saw it because you were at the game, but in the coverage, you know, he said, we're going to get this one or something to that effect. Um, Hard to understand. So... He said it
1: in French. <laughs> <laughs> David, it's clear that we, and judging by our Twitter notifications, our listeners – are of two minds about this win. And when we are of two minds about a win, it's time to go Jekyll and Hyde all over this box score. (laughs) All right, David, something good, something bad from the game. I will start us off with something good. The Hornets got off to a great start, holding Brooklyn's offense to 16 points in the first quarter on 20% shooting, 27% shooting, and... Uh, did a great job of defending them from beyond the arc. That's some place where the Brooklyn Nets have destroyed the Hornets in these previous meetings. They they really did a good job on guys like Sean Kilpatrick and until the fourth quarter, Boyan Bogdanovich. But they allowed seventy points in the second half, thirty five points each quarter. Eight of those came at the hands of the guy I just mentioned, Boyan Bogdanovich. All with under a minute to play. All right, David, what you got?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go good. Let's start it off good again, Doug. That's right. Rebounding, time. rebounding, Doug. Rebounding was a good thing last night. 51 rebounds, 12 offensive that led to 22 second chance points, and that's a very good thing for the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> And of course, on the flip side, you got only nine fast break points and they gave up 16. So they lost that battle again. And that's become a real issue and not really a you know a huge running team against the Nets. But geez, uh, you take what you can get, though, Doug, I guess. But, you know, those fast break points, they got to create some some sort of easy buckets.
1: Frank Kaminsky had 11 rebounds, including two offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter and one tough defensive rebound in traffic when the Hornets were up 11 with two minutes to play. He also held Brook Lopez in check on several possessions, getting in front of him, preventing him from going into dominant Brook Lopez mode until that fourth quarter. <laughs> Wide <laughs> Frank struggled offensively all night. He missed a point-blank layup off of one of those aforementioned offensive rebounds, and he finished 23.5% from the field and 28.6% from beyond the arc. Nice to see him playing some center, but he's got to play better offensively because defensively at the center position, he will struggle. All right, David, last one. What you got?
2: Turnovers. Turnovers were low again only seven turnovers for the hornets and that's how they win games did force 15 for brooklyn so get back to the good turnover game and of course <laughs> the bad news seven the same number of field goals from three-point land the hornets hit 27 percent on 7 of 26 shooting and that's been killing them lately
1: uh i said last one but i've got one more hey me Gotta talk about that Marvin Williams yam. No. <gasps> Basically, the little fake where he where he looks like he's gonna flash out and then he slips very quickly. Uh, I, I believe who, who delivered that pass? I believe it was Frank delivering that pass. I
2: uh, uh, Frank or Nick, either one of the two. Either way, it's all
1: either about way, the dunk. Who cares? Nobody, yeah,
2: who cares about the stupid pass? If they had old man dunk contest, would Marvin be in it? They need—that's
1: what they, they need—a seniors tour of the dunk contest <laughs> in, in the All Star game. And let's put let's put Marvin in there. Who else are we putting in there? Who else could we put in there?
2: Oh man, that's a good question, Doug. All right, we'll do some old research. man dunk contest. Like, yeah, I got think a little bit it's more. Not a, great,
1: not a great one. Just to pop well, you on somebody Vince, at eight o'clock Vince, in the morning.
2: Vince is forty, so you put him in there. You can always put Vince in a dunk contest.
1: <laughs> got to get to my bad though it's the foul on Brooke Lopez under 30 seconds by Marco Bellinelli the hornets were up 5 inexplicable can't foul in that situation and and I thought I thought Steve Clifford was honestly I thought he was going to pop a blood vessel I've never seen him more angry and it's those See, it's the thing, like, it's the good and the bad. You love to see that physicality, that intensity that Marvin Williams, MKG, even Nick Batum brought some on the defensive end. Bringing that intensity, that's what you want to see. That's winning basketball. But then the mistakes in the fourth quarter defensively and on that foul were very apparent. They still have to exercise some of those demons. So it was a very Jekyll and Hyde game. But –
2: Doug. I want yeah. to talk about one one thing. Sorry, one play that was similar. To that was the very last play of the game. The Hornets were up four. <laughs> and Nick Batum put some of the tightest defense on a three-point shooter I've seen him do all season on that play. And I was just thinking, there's really only one way that you can lose this game. <laughs> and it's going to be if you foul this three-point shooter and it goes in and he actually blocked the shot. But I'm just thinking, get away! Yeah.
1: It's like the it's like the punt, you know, the punt that starts to wiggle around and and Double one guy gets one guy gets cute with it. It's like, "No, get clear. Get out of there."
2: Right? Like, what was that? What was that? I don't Why? know. I mean, but I, it was a nice I, play.
1: And a nice was... and a nice dunk by Marvin Williams, good enough to put on a poster, David. And hmm. and a poster good enough to have framed at our friends at Frame Warehouse. If you have a poster or a jersey or a cool Christmas gift that you've been waiting to get framed, what are you waiting for? It's, it's February, for God's sake. Frame that thing. Don't wait. Talk to our friends at Frame Warehouse. We're proud to partner up with Frame Warehouse because they are Charlotte born and bred. They've been family owned right here in the heart of Charlotte for over 35 years they have the guaranteed best price on your next framing project. At Frame Warehouse, you can frame almost anything for next to nothing. If you can think of it, you can get it framed. Sports memorabilia, posters for your office, maybe a piece of art you've been waiting to get a nice frame put on, maybe your kids, maybe something for your kid's bedroom. They'll even cube up that signed football helmet you have laying around the house. Framing's tough. It's There are a lot of decisions to make. But these guys make it easy at Frame Warehouse. They're going to walk you through the entire process, give you recommendations, help you with whatever you need, and they'll turn around your project quickly and for a great price. Don't let your prized possessions go undisplayed. Talk to our friends at Frame Warehouse. They are really the only, uh, the only one that we would recommend you getting your framing project done with. Uh, one of their six locations in Charlotte. Check them out. Go to framewarehouse.net to find the one near you and tell them Locked On Hornets sent you, and of course, go Hornets. Okay, a couple of more notes we want to get to on this game, and then we are going to toss it over to uh, last night's edition of Locked On Hornets Live. That was a fun show, David. It was a shorter show because we had to kick it out to the game, but it was a really fun show.
2: Always a fun show when you can just pack that much action into about 30 minutes, Doug.
1: And I put my hat, I put the Kimball Walker hat on, and someone oh, said that shot. I looked Amish because of the the red, <laughs> I'm rocking the red beard right now. I'm, I keep forgetting to shave. It's, uh, people <laughs> like uh, people are like, man, that's a nice beard. I'm like, yeah, I forgot to shave. I just, uh, you know, it's, it's just not something that I think about.
2: Right. Well, it looks good, and the hat complimented right. it well. So Thanks, I man. say wear it outside.
1: All right. Hey, David, we got a chance to see or I got a chance to see Plumley up close and in yeah. personal and personal in Spectrum Center. So I have a couple of thoughts I want to run by you. OK, please,
2: please. First
1: of all, conditioning issues. We've heard about those from Steve Clifford, getting him mm-hmm. back into the groove, getting him consistent minutes. It's going to take a little bit. They're even more apparent up close. I mean, after three or four minutes, he's gassed. Uh, he get, he goes out there with a lot of energy and gives it all he has, but then he wears down pretty quickly, so it's going to take some time. But he did get some daps from some teammates after a particularly physical sequence that ended with him taking a pretty brutal charge. So you can see he's very quickly ingratiated himself with that tough and intense play with his teammates. And I think you have to almost because of that contract number. I mean, I think you have to Mm cut, you can't come in and give it half effort with, with that kind of number. You got to come in and say, look guys, I'm worth this. Yeah. I I know what the salary cap is and all that good stuff, but um, I'm going to earn my, (laughs) I'm going to earn my keep.
2: I mean, he's getting paid more than Kimba. So you think he, he was like Kimba, I'm going to need your locker. And uh, that number fifteen. Well, he said, "Listen, I'll take some of
1: your charges. I don't want you putting your body on the line every time. I'll take some (laughs) of these charges for you. I don't know if it's conditioning or not, though, David. But he doesn't seem to have that same explosiveness that Cody Zeller does off the screen and roll. I don't know if he's going to be as available for Nick Batum. We talked about this in the last daily podcast. Could he find a similar groove with Nick Batum Mm -hmm. that Zeller has?" Doesn't look as explosive as Cody does on those plays. And I think it's that points out more how amazing Cody is in the pick and roll, less so than a, Mace or a Miles Plumley deficiency. Uh, I yeah. just, yeah, I think Miles is a regular center and Cody Zeller is the supercharged, explosive center off that pick and roll.
2: Definitely going to still be an upgrade from Spencer Halls, just the quickness and moving and mm-hmm. ability to catch and finish. Even though, you know, Spencer has, has his own thunder dunks, but. Yeah, he's not going to be to the level of Cody, I think. But as we said, Cody's our light, so you'd probably take that for a little while.
1: And Kimball Walker, he's been struggling to begin February. Mm-hmm. We, ha- we have to talk about this. He's averaging 12.5 points on 32% shooting, 27% from beyond the arc. Let's speculate a little bit, David. What do you think's going on with Kimball Walker?
2: I mean, for one, he's getting exhausted, I think, for sure. For two, teams know he's about the only option and the only way that the that Charlotte Hornets are going to beat them right now is to let Kimba Walker go off, and they're not going to let that happen. And three, Cody Zeller. I mean, that's it to me. I mean, he's, he takes a lot of stress off of Kimba and everyone else out there. You see they just got their first win or their second win without him this year. So I think those three pieces go play into it.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to make an excuse for Kimball Walker, but you know, we do know that he has been dealing well, with it. You just it.
2: asked me to. You just asked me well, to. No,
1: but I'm saying, look, he has an <laughs> ill he's had an illness the past couple of games. He looked True. a half step slow in this one. He got blocked by Brook Lopez several times, but I know if you ask Kimball Walker about that, he's not going to accept that. You know, sure. he, he's going to give his absolute all when he's out on the court and, and wants to be held to that standard, and I think you're right. Missing some of those pieces is certainly going to affect things, uh, but I think Kimball Walker rebounds very quickly, and, and like you said, that we've got the, the all-star break coming up. Could be a chance for him uh, to recharge and get ready for this stretch run. And the good news is that their opponent coming up, the Houston Rockets, Kimball Walker dropped 25-10-6 on Houston in Houston, and the Rockets visit Charlotte on Thursday. So it could be another good matchup for him uh, to get things back on track.
2: Yeah, and last night they didn't need him. You know, you had seven guys in double figures, thankfully. Um, I mean, not that they didn't need him, but they didn't need him have an explosive game. And you look at those averages. I think what was it, the Golden State game? He only played – he played you know a lot fewer minutes, right? Because that yeah. was a blowout. So and he doesn't yeah, he
1: doesn't yeah. have any help behind him either right now with exactly. with Ramon Sessions out. And some would say he didn't have a ton of help behind him when Ramon Sessions some, was healthy. Some, some, people, some people would some people would say that. Uh, so. I People saw him. I it. saw him talking to Jeremy Lin after the game, who is uh, injured on the Brooklyn uh, Nets uh, bench right now. Uh, but yep. they talked for several minutes after the game, and I can only imagine there's a thought going through his head like, "Damn, dang it, bro! Wish I had that guy."
2: Would be nice because Would it helped be nice. because
1: they worked well off of one another on the court, and then he trusts he could trust that you know Jeremy Lin was going to come in there and bring that same kind of dynamism uh, when when he went to the bench. So it definitely has an effect on things. Hey, speaking of guys coming back though, Clifford last night after the game said on Cody Zeller, "There's a good chance he could play Thursday. I hope, and I know that we hope and Hornets fans hope uh-huh. as well." All right, let's kick it to last night's edition of Locked on Hornets Live. Fun show, Calamity James with the showdown. Captain Kurt with those sweet drops. And we do uh, a new game, Under Review, our version of true or false. Enjoy it. Also, real quick reminder, you can get a... Kimba Walker, starting lineup action figure. Go to Instagram, go to our Instagram, Locked on Hornets, to find out how. There's a post there with all of the information. Plus, our ticket giveaway is on. Visit LockedOnHornets.com forward slash tickets. LockedOnHornets.com forward slash tickets to get four tickets to a February 11th game against uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. It's Kimba Walker night. So make sure to check that out and enter for your chance to win. Uh, All right. Enjoy Locked on Hornets Live. We'll see you tomorrow. It's official. Podcasts are where advertisers want to be. More and more people are listening to podcasts every day. And studies show that podcast listeners are some of the most engaged consumers out there. If you have a business or service, consider a sponsorship on Locked on Hornets. Rates are affordable and you'll be supporting the best Hornets talk anywhere. Send an email to buzzbuzz at lockdownhornets.com for more information. Welcome in. This is Locked On Hornets Live here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Hornets talk for the hardcore fan coming to you. From the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte, on this game night. Excited to be here, excited to have you in with us watching live, or maybe you're watching the recording, or maybe you're listening to the podcast. Either way, thanks for joining us. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker.
2: Your words, Doug. Those are your words. That's uh, just, the second time you use that joke today. I, I think know. Still you can't
1: read. People are dedicated listeners. We'll, and we'll watchers. see. We'll see. Uh, Including Daniel, who's already given us the rock sign here on YouTube. You can chat with us on YouTube, by the way, jump on youtube.com forward slash locked on Hornets chat with us in the chat window and we will read it here on the air. Justin's going to join us in a bit live from Spectrum Center where he is covering Hornets and Nets happening in just under an hour. Shout out to the crew as well, Calamity James. She's going to be up later with the showdown. And Captain Kurt, his bark is way bigger than his soundbite. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. (laughs)
2: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> and Zach, also, he's making and taking tweets back there in the studio. So uh, make sure to say hi to him on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. We've got a great show ahead. We're going to be stopping the pace of play with a little segment we're calling Under Review. It's a game of true or false here on Locked On Hornets. And plus, we're going to be talking about our GIF of the week, courtesy of Captain Kirk. AKA Hornets Gifts. But before we do that, let's step back. Oh, 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 oh. A on couple of things we saw this week in Hornets action. We may have liked it, we may have not liked it, but we thought it deserved a hat tip and a how do you do. First up, David, what you got?
2: Well, there wasn't too much to like on this road trip, Doug, so I'm going to put the my favorite thing, which was the end of it. Um, the end of this game here, Doug, what do we got here? What what, what highlight is this? Oh, This is uh, Chicago-Charlotte. I'm not familiar with that game. Oh, yeah. Last this, week, but yeah. you know what? Let me fill you in. Let me tell you what happened at the end of the Utah Jazz game. Okay. It Laced ended, it. and it ended this road trip, thankfully. Yeah. We got off of the road. The Hornets are back in town tonight, which is just what they needed to do. A good game. Good game in Utah but just couldn't uh, didn't have enough gas in the tank.
1: Yeah, what we meant to show you was the end of that game. And that's uh,
2: It looked kind of the same. There it, were there were guys, there were, there, there, were, were there was a ball, there was people in the crowd. All
1: right. Well, I'm going to make it up because I'm stepping back to Utah as well and yeah, there to the debut of Miles Plumley and his defense. Look at him here staying with Alex Burke on the drive. Mm. And here it is again in slow motion. Watch him just sort of anticipate Burke's drive. And uh, he basically forces the miss there and gets the strong rebound. And that was early on in the first quarter, so he had a lot of energy. Ooh. And watch him on the recovery here. First of all, they sort of try to ice it, and, and it doesn't happen. And uh, Burks does get middle here, but nice recovery there by Plumley. And then this is Plumley's second block. Verticality. That's what you're going to see a lot of from Miles Plumley. Physicality and verticality. He's able uh, to secure the block there. So. You know, I think there's some good things that we saw again. If you want to, you don't want to get too uh heavy on the expectations, but no, we no, saw a no, no, little no. of what you called. I like this Cody Zeller Light,
2: yeah. Cody Zeller Light, yeah. be uh Zeller, I was trying to think of another like Bud Light cut. No, nah, it doesn't. It's Cody Zeller Light works.
1: I like it, yeah. okay.
2: It's interesting you said verticality, of course, because verticality was popularized mm-hmm. by former Hornet. Roy Hibbert.
1: Yeah, and I think the difference with his verticality is that he, he's going to give that verticality, but he's also going to be able to show hard on screens and recover back to his man and and move uh, very quickly on the floor on defense. And there are some conditioning issues. Uh Coach Clifford mentioned that that he's going to have to get back into the groove because in Milwaukee, you have to understand he play sometimes he played zero minutes, sometimes he played 18 minutes. And so, you know, game shape is different from practice shape. We've heard that time and time again. And so they're going to be working him back in in small. He's probably going to play 15 to 18 minutes. It's just You know, you saw Frank Kaminsky get back in there pretty quickly. It's going to be more short spurts as opposed to, you know, long stretches for Miles Plumley, at least in the beginning.
2: Yeah. And I mean, Cody's out again tonight. So he's going to be playing some probably extended minutes Mm -hmm. than he will see later in the year. But. You know, he's, he should have fresh legs. Look at it that way, right?
1: Let us know what you think about Miles Plumley and his performance on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Locked On Hornets, or you can go to YouTube and chat with us live. Each week, we are asking you our question of the show. The Hornets are on the outside looking into the Eastern Conference playoff race right now. We know that this team is full of competitors and fighters who are going to want to win and get into the playoffs no matter what, but our question of the show is... Would it be better for the organization if they dropped into the lottery? We've got the poll up on Twitter now if you want to vote. I'm I'm genuinely interested in what people think about this because we're at this sort of teeter-totter pivotal point in the season where uh, the Hornets season could go one way or the other. Um, All right, Let's go out to the Locked On Hornets line, standing by very patiently. Bring them in live from Spectrum Center where the Hornets are getting set to take on the Brooklyn Nets. He covers the Hornets for ESPN Charlotte. Justin Thomas, Justin, first, before we talk Hornets, you went to the Super Bowl. You were in Houston for that amazing game. Do you have a good story for us?
0: Uh, um, You know, thinking that we like to keep this uh, clean around here. I don't have any cleanish. But, yeah, we, we just like to keep it clean around right here. Well, who did you, you, have you see? No, you have no you have clean see, stories. We, yeah, you All have, your well, stories. I was going to say, yeah. where? All right, wait, no, no, wait, wait. I do have one. Okay. Okay. Uh, well I don't even know if it's a story I guess I need to say who I saw okay um, so I can say the first person I saw getting off the airport was Luke Keekley nice um, I thought that was pretty Panthers interesting. linebacker you know and then when I was in the mall trying to look like I had some money um, I ran into Josh North wait a minute
1: wait a minute hold on you're burying the lead here you went to the Super Bowl and you were at the mall at one point
0: yeah let me tell you the Galleria in had, to, Houston, fellas, had to go, the go to the Gap the mall I've ever been to buy a new t-shirt
2: it's a good scene
0: Oh, no. I was, I was just in there trying to be seen, and I say trying to be seen like I'm important. But, you know, I was just out there, people watching. and ran across a few football players, you know, a few athletes. So it, it, was, it was a good time. But let me tell you, fellas, uh, Houston is a great city.
1: All right, what? right, let's uh, move our focus to basketball here. You are live in the Spectrum Center. The Hornets getting set to take on the Brooklyn Nets, trying to get off this slide, Justin, seven games now. What do the Hornets need to be focusing on to get things back on track, or what are they focusing on?
0: I'm going to say everything and when I say everything. It's because the, there are bits and pieces of, of things they yeah. collectively work on. Like we, like prime example, um, before we even get into that, um, I watched Cody Zeller go through, um, go through his up. Um, and, and he looks pretty good. He moved well, he shot the ball fairly well, but if he was leaving, he was still laboring as if mm, I possibly can go, but there's definitely still a little pain there. So that's still a game time decision. But, you know, just hanging around with a, a few of the assistant coaches. And, and they were all, you know, very lax, um, you know, very focused and confident, but but understanding that there's some things they need to get better on. They need to shoot the ball. Better. Um, we all know about their fourth quarter blunders. And they just need to be better. Like, there are little aspects of this entire team that need to get better. And tonight, you're playing a team with nine wins. But, you know, from this season series, you know, Brooklyn tends to give them six. So tonight will, will be an interesting one because they need a win
2: that. Yeah, Justin Hornets PR just put out a tweet right before we came on air saying that Cody would be out tonight, so not able to make it into the lineup tonight.
1: Well, listen, they you know the Hornets right now, Justin, and I know you'll agree with this. They not that, they not only need to prove that they can win a basketball game, but they need to prove that they can win one without Cody Zeller. I, I mean, I understand They've that only he won is, one. I know. I understand that he is a vital piece, but I, I think that a, a playoff team has to be better than than losing uh, one starter, unless that starter is superstar status, which I think we can agree here that Cody Zeller is not. So, you know, I, I think they've got to prove that they can beat a Brooklyn Nets team with a good center in Brook Lopez
0: tonight. They, they they definitely do, and um, even addressing to me before, Clifford said it. Our three point shooting needs to get better. Like that's like last year, we shot the ball well. We were up in a ten so we were makes. We ended it pretty well, and that was the difference. And this year, and we didn't talk about this of guys getting open looks and, and not being able to connect. You saying yeah. we have to yeah. make shots, and you know the, the Hornets have Great have point. nice numbers in all mm-hmm. of the defensive categories, but on offense, outside of Kimba, guys have to make shots. That means Nick. That means Marvin. That means platoon. That means Lamb Bellinelli. Guys have to make shots, and there's been a lot of games where if the Hornets just make some shots, they win four or five more games. But
1: yeah, cold, shooting
0: has been issued.
1: Yeah, cold stretch killed them against Utah, and they've had some three point shooting stretches that have been less than ideal. Hey, want to get your thoughts real quick before we get you out of here? I know you got to get the, to covering this game. What are your thoughts on the Miles Plumlee trade? Haven't heard from you since that
0: went down. I don't. I don't mind it. I, I, I don't mind it because I, it. I sat back. I sat back and thought about this for a while because I understand people talked about the figures and like, oh man, what is this man gonna be able to do. But you got rid of some bad weight, like Roy Hibbert. You thought he'd be able to do something, until you realized his leg was shot. Mm-hmm. Spencer, he was a pro. He came in, and I mean, he did some things well, and, and he was worthy when his number was called. But what I, what I like about the Plumlee thing is one thing I've seen from the second unit is their finesse. They need some form of a physical presence. So Plumlee's addition, he's not going to go out and give you 10, 12 points. That's not even necessarily what they need. They need a guy with some size. He provides that. He can can do some rim protecting. He can do some rebounds. And more importantly, he's going to have six fouls. They need somebody that can kind of rough it up, you know, instill some toughness. And I think that's what he's going to do. He's going to bring a high motor. He's going to rebound. He's going to do, do some rim protecting, and he's just going to go out there and, and give them some toughness that they definitely need for that second Oh, yes!
1: <laughs> Good stuff, and just, you
0: know, Yeah, And I'll actually say this. I think this is more like the Tyler Hansbrough move of last year, uh-huh. but Moss Plumlee is actually going to see play. And I think that's hmm. what they're going to use him for.
1: Interesting uh, thoughts there from Justin Thomas. You can follow him on Twitter, at JustinThomasNBA. And, of course, he's going to join us back in the studio next week. Uh, Justin, enjoy yourself. Uh, Buy me some nachos. I'll be there in, uh, like, 45 minutes, okay? Um, I was
0: going to say, enjoy the show, Fuzz. I'll be listening, and uh, I can look forward to next week. All right. Thanks, buddy. Um, It's
1: Kimba Walker week here on Locked on Hornets, and it's going to be Kimba Walker night coming up uh, in Spectrum Center February 11th. the Hornets take on the Los Angeles Clippers, and they will be honoring Kimba Walker's induction into this year's all-star game. And so we want to celebrate as well by getting our listeners, our watchers, a chance to attend that game. We've got four tickets, and we've been kind of holding this close to the chest. We want to reveal how you can get your hands on the tickets. Go ahead, hit it! Visit lockedonhornets.com/tickets and enter for a chance to win those tickets to Hornets versus Clippers, February 11th. Again, that URL: lockedonhornets.com/forward/slash/tickets. Easy enough, and you get a chance to check out our new website. And you can, if you do win those four tickets, you will get a chance to win one of these. Um, Very nice. Starting lineup: Kemba Walker. We've already we already have the Batum one here. Uh, And again, I'm going to break some collectors' hearts. Listen, you only live once, folks. You only live once. I don't want to go through life and not have having ever touched this thing.
2: Oh my God! Look at this. This
1: is like uh, one of those YouTube videos where you do the open boxing.
2: Yeah. Unboxings, it, I unboxing, unboxing. Yeah, well, yeah.
1: yeah, they do this with shoes a lot, right? <laughs> By the way, your tweet—you had a tweet today about the shoes that I want. Uh huh. Go, David uh, B. Walker on Twitter. I, I, we, I want to do like sentence diagramming on this tweet. There okay. were words in there that are like, cop, and um, there were a couple of other words in this tweet that were interesting. Okay. Anyway, there he is. I, I just I just need
2: um I need to be in your world, David. I need to be as cool as you. Well I'll try and be cool on the internet. So I think that's where it is pays this, off the this How most. is this
1: is this height diagram is this height pretty good, I guess? That's about I mean I mean, Batum is rising up, so it's a little different. That's pretty good. That's actually a pretty good comparison there, Kevin Walker to anyway.
2: Very cool. Thanks for the Hornets for sending that over. That's a five o'clock tip, Doug. Five o'clock tip, so get
1: there early and there's gonna be a lot of giveaways, a lot of deals. So yeah, get there early. First seventy five hundred fans, get one of those. So all right. What's next? And now it's time for a brand new segment called Under Review, our version of true or false. A few Hornets and NBA topics that we'll send up to Secaucus, New Jersey and get a ruling on. Hopefully, ours don't take quite as long as they do in the NBA. This is not going to hold our show down. All right. Number one, first one, the Hornets break their losing streak tonight. True or false?
2: That's true, Doug. Uh, The Hornets are going to break the winning, the losing streak tonight. The Nets only have nine wins on the season. One of them was against the Hornets. Two of them.
1: Oh wait, one of them was. Yes, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Two. Okay, yeah, I I know what you're saying. This is
2: for the season series tonight. Uh, The Hornets could take it. I believe. I I have the best words. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I know words.
1: I have accumulated data. That's right. Um, all right, next one. The Hornets should pursue. I. Uh, by the way, true. I think that's true okay. as well. Okay. Uh, the Hornets should pursue a veteran free agent for the backup point guard position.
2: This is an interesting one for me. Uh-huh. I, I'm going with yes on this Doug, because I just true. think the options are limited. You've got guys out there like Jarrett Jack. Um, Kendall Marshall is a young guy. I don't know if that's exactly going to fit. Um, I'm sorry, a just a veteran guy, and I just think you're either going to bring him up from the D League, which they've already done, and a guy like Ray McCallum, mm-hmm. not a guy like him, the exact guy. But that's going to
1: be ten days, and then you have to reevaluate at that right. point.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. So it's either that or a trade, and I just think with uh, with Brian Roberts not knowing what Sessions is up to right now, that's one way to go, and it seems like a viable option. True or false? This
1: uh, we've got this play here. Yes, this was the the true or false. This was the best Hornets play all year against Utah. Into the third quarter, buzzer beater, Kimba with two guys on him. It was reminiscent of Baron Davis and his eighty nine foot shot. This one not quite as long. This was about uh, what thirty eight feet, but.
2: Was that the best play mm. of the Hornets season? You know, we haven't seen a ton of those from Kimba this year, right? Or from no. anyone. We haven't had a lot of walk-off jumpers, a We've lot of winners. We've had a lot winners. of Frank Kaminsky. We've had some shots in that area, but none passes. of them got close to the rim.
1: No. That one, I think that was the most exciting play. What do you guys think out there in the crew? I think that was, yeah. I think it was the most exciting play all season. He had two. The thing is, he had two defenders on him.
2: Things were going That's so what well. Made it, Things were going so well at that yeah, point. Yeah, and then
1: the fourth quarter happened. Man. All right. So, next one true or false? This was the best NBA play all season. Yes. I from know it is. a night ago. Talk about football pass. Kevin Love to LeBron. Turnaround for the tie. They go to overtime. They eventually win the game. Let's see it one more time. Look at this. I mean, the pass is impressive, David. Not just the shot that LeBron hits here, but right. I don't care if he traveled. You think Melo's going to be able to throw that pass? I don't think so. No. Oh, <laughs> all right. I like that. Shots you know I mean? fired. No, exactly. All right, true false. Kimball Walker. This is uh, this was especially for you, David. Okay. Kimball Walker is now in the top three Hornets of all time. Well,
2: he's been in my top three. So really, that question is for you. This bro. one is for me. He needed he needed verification. He needed he needed some sort of award. You said so. Well, now he's got his award in the All Star. Yes, he's okay.
1: and and he has a chance to get some hardware with a three point competition <laughs> coming up. The fact that that um, was he's very he's criteria. verified. I'm giving him my. You can't see it. There we go. I'm giving him my my. Simon An executive
2: order. Show it up. Show it to everyone. So you can see it.
1: Yeah, there we go. There we go. He's he's in. He's in my top three of all time. He bumps. Who did he bump? Because I had. I had. Oh, he bumped Curry. Curry. He bumped Curry. I think Curry. I think all of his awards. I think
2: Dell, having covered him
1: for so many years now, I think Dell will be fine. Well, the thing about
2: that that is, Timba is. Well, he's still pretty far behind him on the on the scoring list, right? Mm -hmm. Dell is so far out in front of everyone, but yeah.
1: I think it's. I know. I think he's definitely top three of all time, and that's. I was waiting on that hard one. Okay. I think that's fair. Thanks, Kimba. All right. uh, We've got a question. Let's uh, pause for a question here. Let's go out to YouTube. Uh, Steve. Aussie Steve. Very dedicated listener from uh, all the way in Australia. Are we judging Brian Roberts too harshly off one performance? No, I thought he has been really (laughs) solid for us in the past, has been sitting on the bench for a while.
2: Yeah, that's true but I just think I don't know that anyone's expecting a whole lot more from him to be honest I mean they're judging him on starter well uh, two guard minutes right great two practice guard player knows the system this is what he is can Nobody, practice I don't well. think, yeah I don't think anyone's getting down on him for yeah. his play that's mm-hmm. just that's what it is
1: yeah I think he just knows the system and he, he was there to be a third point guard to be an emergency point guard and if it looks like four to six weeks six to eight weeks some um, unknown number for Ramon Sessions. He did uh, have uh, some work done on that uh, injury to his uh, torn uh, torn meniscus. meniscus, Thank you. Here we go. And I, I know words. Um, So he's going to be out for a little bit, and I think that, yeah, I think they do have to address it in some way. I don't think Ray McCallum is that addressing that. I think he now becomes the emergency and Brian steps in. But I think if this injury turns into more than six weeks – they may need to address it. But it's, it's I think it's good that they have it immediately address it because you want to kind of see where the season's going to go. The season's not hinging on that backup point guard position unless Kemba Walker gets hurt. And you don't want to make a move and, and lose some pieces if you start to see, uh-oh, this thing's not turning in the right direction. Right. You just hold your cards. Um, Daniel says he's Gennaro Pargo 2.0. Uh, I mean, that's not a bad comparison because, again, Gennaro – Uh, was one of those pieces a great practice player and um, got all kinds of compliments about how good of a teammate he was and how hard he practiced and you need those guys on your team but when they're forced to play then you have certain issues all right true false this is a perfect question to follow this up with true false the hornets still get to the playoffs
2: oh bully i'm gonna say yes true still i'm gonna say they're getting come back healthy they've Cody is close to coming back. Obviously, that's a key piece. Not going to go tonight, as we said, but it sounds like he's getting closer. Once they get him back, I think they've got one more push left in them, and I think the teams around them, even though like Middleton could be back with uh, Milwaukee soon, right? Um, I think the teams around them are going to give them just enough room to climb back in this thing.
1: Yeah, Bucks. Bucs sitting in 10th, a half game behind the Hornets, and a half game above the Hornets uh, sit the Pistons in 8th. So, again, those are two teams that I think the Hornets could very well out-duel. And then you start looking at the Bulls at 26-26, and 26. That again they've, they've, is look
2: the bulls have got to fall off once and for all at some point right
1: they keep they keep living they're they're the zombie team right now they they won't die all right finally for our last review we go to our question of the show <laughs> always question with the Q. questions help us learn things from Question marks are very good, cool, especially when you're in school. Always question when you try, you'll find what, where, when, why. Question marks are very good, let's break them down now one by one. I
2: got to look at this LeBron play again. Look at this, I got it up on the screen
1: here. Look Were you this. watching
2: this at Turn
1: around for three, you got it!
2: I was watching that live. I did not watch it And he had yet. just missed a layup to, I think, take the lead or tie the game which you got away with a, a massive it was a travel. Che- the thing
1: is, with the love pass, it was a chest pass. It wasn't even like a heave.
2: Kevin Love just has those the pass, the, the, the catch, meets. the pass, the catch, the pivot to get back behind the three point line and then just launch it. You know how far that is? The biceps. Oh man, if we had like a
1: really strong, like a Dwight Howard, we could say biceps. You know, that'd be like, put that. Somebody hold that for me. Hold that pun for me for Twitter. Captain Kurtz, on about and your words. Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for the question of the show. David, rest of the crew, listening and viewing public, we want your input on this. Would it be better at this point for the Hornets to land in the lottery? Uh, we, we do have a Twitter poll. We'll get to that in a second. Um, they So here's the deal. Uh, I think that the Hornets are going to compete. No matter what. I mean, Kimball Walker, the rest of the crew, Steve Clifford, they're gonna to fight to get in the playoffs because right. that has been the stated goal of this franchise, not only to get into the playoffs but win a playoff series. Right. But they sit five games under five hundred in an Eastern conference that will, as you know, I just showed you the play. I mean, that's it's gonna be dominated by that team. Whether they make a trade or not, I think the Cavaliers have enough to get into the finals. That's the thing. When you hear LeBron James talk, he's not talking about, oh, get me a playmaker so we can win the East. No. No. He's talking about, get me a playmaker so we can beat the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Right. If you don't have enough juice to get this team to sixth, fifth, to force a positive matchup, then I think it might be better for the franchise and i don't again i don't think they're going to tank they're going to give it all they got but i think it would be better if if maybe they gave it a shot in the lottery this season
2: yeah i'm still in the camp of of getting in just because i think that's how you build sustained success within uh-huh. a franchise I mean, you know, making the playoffs every single year. Yeah, no, I'm not advocating, and that's right.
1: a, that's an important distinction. Distinction. I'm not advocating tanking. What right. I'm advocating, it, really, I'm just advocating fortune because I think, look, the Hornets have had such bad luck in the lottery. I think maybe they're due for like if they try really hard It'd and be still a good year to be in. What there. I'm saying, I think they could please the basketball gods by trying really hard, just missing, and then ending up like the Spurs or some of these good teams that end up in the lottery and somehow strike it rich. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Bulls nice. did it with. Rose. Uh, who else has done it uh, recently? Um, but I, I think they could do that. Or, think about this. How did they get Marco Bellinelli last season? They traded a first-round pick. Uh, we know they're going to be cash-strapped. It could possibly allow them to move that you know, lottery pick. A lottery pick, even if it's The 14th, 13th, 12th still has a little bit more gusto than one that's not in the lottery. This is going to be a loaded draft. All indications seem to be that this is going to be a guard-heavy, loaded draft. They could turn that pick into a useful piece.
2: They need useful pieces. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. They... It's, yeah, it's tough fun. because you always want to have something coming out of the draft. They just have not had good success there as of late. And, again, I just go back to – I understand what you're saying with, with, with you know, it's really which would you rather have right now, um, that draft pick or to make the playoffs again. God, it's tough though, right? Because you look at all the the last couple of years like, yeah, we made the playoffs and then you get swept. Or, you know, a competitive series last year and you still lose to a Heat team that you probably should have closed out when you had the chance. So, um I think that's a TBD, Doug, because the closer we get, I think I'm I'm selling them. I feel the like. the closer we get, you know, I think after the All Star break, uh, we'll see. Once I don't some think, of these teams I, I, and, and my up.
1: thing is. It's not again, it's not a sixer situation. I don't see it if they miss the playoffs, I don't see it really like affecting the fan <clears> base <throat> in a significant way. Again, because I know they're going to compete. Right. I know they're going to keep going. So no one's going to say, Oh, this team blow
2: this team up. You're just gonna be adding hopefully a valuable piece to a team that That's should have stayed healthy. Perfect this year, point. They have, have, have a core better.
1: locked in. It's not like they would have to start from square one next season. Let's go out to YouTube, our live listeners right now. Daniel's saying I'd rather get a LeBron or a, <laughs> I'd rather get a lottery pick than get swept by the LeBrons. Mark saying, I want to win, but we could use some exciting young talent who can create shots to help out Kimba, but do we trust them to draft the right guy? And that's what our uh, Twitter follower Mr. Frontpage, outside of Cody Zeller and Kimba Walker, the team hasn't made the right choice since Emeka. So there are a couple of conflicting Mm -hmm. viewpoints in the fan base right now. It's like, do you trust them with the lottery pick? But I think if that's why maybe I'm advocating if, if that were the case, they could use it in a different way again for the second straight season. Right.
2: Well, Kimball Walker was actually a result of a trade as well within the draft. And moving, believe. Yeah, exactly. Moving, moving, moving
1: down, um, you know, moving up possibly. Yeah. I mean, there are all kinds of options once not, you're in that position. I
2: can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't do draft talk just yet. Oh, not got to yeah. keep going.
1: That's right. There's a lot of basketball left to play. But I think it's an interesting question because of the record right now it's yeah. not where any of us expected them to be i did not expect them to have to make a significant run to get to our prediction which was 45 wins that's and not a lot looking of,
2: good right now no and a lot of people thought we were a little pessimistic well i'll say this if it's if you're talking about locking it into the eighth seed that's not that appealing to me to be honest because just like what he said that is i mean that's Likely a sweep.
1: I don't know if you have uh, the winner's uh, drop, but we've got the perfect comment here from YouTube, Rad Smith, saying, you play to win the game.
2: Anyway. It's true. That's you always okay. get back to that.
1: Um, let's see. We Remember, we drafted Bismack before Kemba.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, right.
1: you take the good, you take the bad, and there you have the facts of Hornets draft. <laughs> um, no, uh, make sure. I think you... they've
2: they've they've paid their dues with bad draft picks. Though you're, you're right, they're due for a little good fortune. This is seems like the draft that it would happen in.
1: Yeah, good comments there. We got to move on. Um, let's let's go to the show It's Time for the showdown. That sound means it's time to put on the cowboy hat. By the way, I figured out how to put this nope. cow- Figured out how to put this cowboy hat on. You got to like one. Uh One-ear it. No, I messed it up again. I'll try again. Um, Let's kick it out to (laughs) Calamity James while I I figure this out for a preview of this pivotal week in Hornets action. Showdown number one, Michael Kidd Gilchrist versus James Harden.
3: All right, so... Last time the Hornets faced the Rockets, James Harden went off and dropped 40 on us, and we lost the game 121 to 114, unfortunately. The good news is that we were scoring well, like most teams do against Houston, but the bad news is that our defense is pretty awful. So if the Hornets can step up their defensive intensity, MKG can be, MKG in particular, even though he can't be blamed for the first game, we do have a chance at winning.
1: Miles Plumley versus fatigue.
3: Yeah, like Doug, I was impressed by what I saw from the Hornets News edition Miles Plumley on Saturday against the Jazz, especially with no practice. Uh, personally, I think that he can be a great addition, especially the defensively for that second unit. Um, he does need to get some more practice time though because Clifford likes to run his defense through the bigs. And right now, um, he is he does need some practice. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But hey, we uh, I think he's off to a good start
1: calamity james versus the trade deadline
3: yeah so this one's gonna be on me because this is the season for trade rumors adrian Wojnarowski is a wizard at this at keeping track of everything and breaking the news before anyone else but there's always gonna be a few days few days of rumors before a potentially big deal trade um and i think this year um you Know we got stories all over the place. We got Mellow potentially going to Cleveland, Bulls doing whatever they're doing, all these 10 day contracts that are being signed, uh, including Lance in Minnesota. So that's a nice one. But uh, personally, I think that uh, there will be a big ticket trade before the 23rd, but we got to keep up with all that. So,
1: and that is the showdown. And David, I figured it out. Oh, and I look
2: at look, that! I looks super cool. Like a super neat, fun guy. If you're going to the game tonight, look for this guy. Yeah, sporting a brand new hat. They'll make me take it off and show it. You know, make sure I'm not. Well, hiding you got to take anything, it off, any, any The people contra- behind you won't be able to see so.
1: contraband. Oh, that's true too. Um, every week, with the help of Captain Kurt, our wonderful producer, aka Hornets Gifts on Twitter, we're going to bring you a GIF or video clip specially selected for your Hornets pleasure this week. The pick is a swan song to one of our favorite Hornets reserves and Walker, Texas Ranger voiceover specialist Spencer Hawes. Let's take a look at that GIF of the week. That
3: James Harden would lead the league in assists. Remember that, and he certainly is well on his way to finishing his career. Left-handed thunder. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like you. I like you. I, <laughs> I like you. Yeah, we like you. Uh, we like you the time that we spent with Spencer Hall's. Fun fact, he's actually the first uh Hornet that I did a one-on-one interview with at Media Day 2 years ago. Really? So, I will always have a special place in my heart for one Spencer Jefferson hawes Not Lightning sure. Bolt <laughs> to those legs. That sounds right. <laughs> I don't I don't know. That, that that may be his middle name. Uh Time for one last thing. You can win one of these awesome Kemba figurines. By the way, not just by signing up and winning those tickets, but you can also win one by checking out our Instagram, Locked On Hornets on Instagram. Go there, follow us, uh, repost the post that's on there talking about this little guy here, and then tag us in that post for a chance to win. It's a give. It's a week of giveaways here on Locked On Hornets. All right, thanks so much for listening. That's all the time. Watching, that's all the time we have this on this live edition of Locked on Hornets. Follow us on Twitter, at Locked on Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes and stay up to date on the Hornets every day. This podcast is in your podcast feed every day. That's what the Locked on Podcast Network is all about. And we want to hear from you. Email us your Hornets questions, your thoughts, to buzzbuzz at LockedonHornets.com. For David uh, and the rest of the crew, Calamity James, Kurt, uh, Justin, who am missing? Zach on Twitter. Go Hornets. Go America. Beat those Nets. Let's swarm Charlotte. Like what you hear? Consider sharing this podcast with other Charlotte Hornets fans. The easiest way? Our new website, LockedOnHornets.com. There you can download the podcast, listen to our latest episodes, and check out Locked On Hornets
0: live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m.